Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Okay, welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castaneri-King. Today, I am ecstatic to have the great Mark Shasha, S-H-A-S-H-A. Mark Shasha. Shasha. Okay, from Swampscott. Wonderful. Thank you for coming up today, Mark. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the your podcast. Yeah, I love this, it. this is exciting. So you're an artist, an author, and an educator, mm-hmm. and I think actor, musician, we could keep going on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get to all of this. Okay. Somehow. Um, but what I like to always start with is finding out from your childhood, what you would remember as being your earliest artistic explorations. What do you remember way back? Oh, okay. Well, uh, you, of course, the obvious thing is magic markers and uh, playing with crayons and all that kind of thing. Okay. But really, if you really want, I don't, I think I've always been an artist. I remember when I was a little kid, and this is, I think this is an artistic thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in kindergarten, I had a crush on a girl named Kathy. <laughs> And, and when I would, I used to walk to kindergarten. I was five years yeah, old. I used yeah. to walk to kindergarten from the, where I lived. Yeah. And uh, I would have adventures in my mind of protecting her from dinosaurs. Wow. So I didn't even know anything about superheroes. Yeah. I've never been into the superhero thing, yeah. but for some reason I pictured myself in a cape and I was protecting. <laughs> And I was protecting Kathy. You had no Kathy. for them because you were one. No, I was protecting <laughs> Kathy from uh, dinosaurs. Wow. So I must have been five years old, yeah. had a crush on Kathy. I love, I, you know, and I loved her and I wanted to protect her. And I did these little dioramas oh. of dinosaurs, you know, with uh, construction paper and shoeboxes. Yeah. And I would, sometimes I'd put myself in them. But the yeah. truth is, I would get easily immersed in the storytelling aspect, the drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I've always, I think it's just about the drama and the love, you know, yeah. certainly love of, uh, I'm in love with things, life, people, yeah. and I, that doesn't ever fade. So I still, it's, it's my engine of drama, the right. dramas of life. Right. And then. Is that too? I love it. That's amazing. So what did, um, no, that's great. I love it. Uh So that's your engine. When did it start to materialize into, now I think I'll pursue this as some sort of career. Oh my gosh. Well, career, I still am waiting to do that. (laughs) I haven't figured that out. I don't, words like career don't work anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't think they ever did, but um, that's only because I'm a terrible employee. I've been fired from most of the jobs I ever had. Okay. So uh, I don't, I try not to uh, think, I just, what I, what I can say is that when I was growing up, I had these uh, passions for 
the ocean. I lived in New London, Connecticut, where I grew up, and okay. I used to walk the beaches, daydream constantly. Music was in my head, whatever mm. was on the radio, mm. and I was on journeys all the time. I was writing my little stories. Oh. I was singing songs. I was uh, playing my guitar. As a, and it started to uh, really, I was fascinated with science, marine biology in particular, and I spent a lot of time learning and collecting shells and studying the mm -hmm. sea. I loved uh, Jacques Cousteau, mm -hmm. the Jacques Cousteau specials and oh, studying yeah. the, not only the adventuring, but the beauty of the sea and his poetry. He had poetic uh, narrative. I mean, yes. not to digress too much here, but I don't think art for me is one thing. It's not just right. painting or right. something. My whole life is immersed with art. It's all art and it's all passion. And um, when I was about, oh, I don't know, somewhere in my teens, uh, my mom took me to go see Jaws. It oh. was around 1975, I think. And oh my gosh, it was magic because here was the sea. Here was Steven Spielberg doing these amazing <laughs> cinematography. Yes. The, the storyboarding for that must have been amazing. Just thinking about drawing those those incredible points of view, yeah. and the music, the John Williams, and the storytelling, the and the the production company. I think it was United Artists. That was a, a United Artists production, okay. and I was just overwhelmed with uh, I don't know what United Artists. For the first time, I thought maybe I could ah, be an artist. I got you. Because you see, all these artists have to get together to make movies, yeah. movie telling, movies, yeah. movie making as a storytelling enterprise. Yeah. You've got all the arts involved. It's not just one or another. Yeah. And that one just so happened to have the biology Great. questions, and you know the uh, kind of the Jacques Cousteau character who's answering questions about the sharks, and I, I just loved everything about it. Yeah. So that wasn't probably the beginning of too much, but it was the beginning of me wanting to go to art school to be a movie maker. Right. Amazing. I wanted to tell stories with movies. Yeah. And when I got to Rhode Island School of Design, yeah. um, that's what I thought I was going to do. Right. I thought that's the way I'll do this. I'll, I'm going to make movies. And uh, it was very soon, right away, within a few months of going down that Avenue, I realized that if this is a collaborative effort, mm -hmm. I have to work with too many people. <laughs> I, I can't do that. I want to be the guy that makes the music. Mm -hmm. I want to be the guy that oh, does the directing. I want to do the storyboard. I want to. I want to write the stories. I want to do all that. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't like the collaborative effort of it at all. Yeah. And then I started to pursue graphic design, and that was a disaster. Okay. The interesting thing about what I learned about graphic design was that it. Graphic design is all about reducing things to elemental things. Yeah. And I didn't like that direction. I want to take things the other way. Expand. I want to expand and yeah. explore. And okay. so graphic design was not for me. And I, I ended up going to uh, illustration mm -hmm. where I had Chris Van Allsburg for a teacher and some other great teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought, oh, well, here's an option. Yeah. I can still tell stories. I can still do storyboards and I can write everything and it's all me and I don't have to collaborate with anybody. <laughs> and if, I don't even have to plug anything in. People yeah. can just open my books and they'll read my children's books. Will be, right. It's the next best thing to make in movies. Yeah. And okay. I still get royalties too. Yeah. So, so you've written two? I did in two with Simon & Schuster. Uh -huh. 
I wrote a couple others that we didn't, I had moved on to painting, so I didn't, I didn't continue with publishing. Right. Great. So tell us about that. You, you did some graphic design after college or no, you went right I into I ran the, away from there. Oh, ran, yeah. Okay. So you, when I got out of college, I went to Boston. I could have gone to New York, but I happened to have some friends in Boston I could live with. Okay. And I went to Boston to pursue illustration and books. Maybe okay. I figured, well, I was grown up enough at that point to realize that you just don't go out and do books. Mm -hmm. You have to work at mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It's hard to get the attention of a publisher, yeah. uh, to say the least. So I went to Boston and I started working, uh, doing spot work. I was that skinny guy in black jeans with a coffee cup in my hand, starving, looking <laughs> looking in uh, all the telephone booths for a quarter. <laughs> I saw you one day. <laughs> yeah, well, you may have seen me many days, many days. But I was just the starving artist, okay. and I, I was getting spot work with yeah. Boston Phoenix and the Globe, and oh. occasionally some work with Rolling Stone, I think. I did all kinds of magazines and stuff. Wow. But I um, that didn't pay all the bills. And yeah. I, uh, I don't know, there were digressions into other kinds of jobs, which, mm -hmm. as I say, I got fired from all those. Okay. Um, for lack of collaboration skills or, yeah. or what? Now you've been married a long time, so how does that come together? If you can't collaborate, but you married for, like, what, 30 years? I've been married for, uh, well, I've been with her for 34 years. Yeah. Wow. And that just happened because I went into a bar one night. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, no, the most beautiful woman I ever saw. She is gorgeous. She was gorgeous. And there she was standing there, and I thought, I, you know, I'm just gonna say hi, and I did. I had recognized her kind of from the seeing her on. I was at the time a waiter. She was a waitress, and there was a watering hole on Newbury Street in those days that the waiters and waitresses would kind of con uh, connect. Uh, it was Daisy Buchanan's, mm -hmm. so a, if you don't, if you've never heard of that, but it was quite a place, and I met her, and uh, she and I have been together for thirty-four years or so. Well, congratulations uh, on that collaboration. Yeah, I don't know what's Look, I, <laughs> I am a hopeless romantic. <laughs> hopeless. I cannot help myself. So my poor wife, though we've been together a long time, she knows I fall in love every day, <laughs> and uh, I'm still in love with all my. You know, I, well, I have no filters. I told you, Laura, I've got five. no filters today. Yeah, all, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, so, okay, how did you get from this hopeless situation, but finding this amazing woman, to painting? Well, uh, well the two sort of different things. Being okay. with my wife has just been, that's the joy. She's okay. the anchor. Yeah. She's the, she had, uh, she, her line of work was not art, for yeah. one thing. Okay. So she pursued her dreams. Yeah. And her dreams, which I was happy to support, were pursue uh, marketing and yeah. advertising. Ah, and she she rose in the ranks at Fidelity Investments to become a vice president of media there. Wow. And I, in the meantime, uh, was a stay-at-home dad for my kids. Mm -hmm. And I, but I did, there was a moment where I was trying to get jobs. And yeah. you know, I, I tried, I, I got a sales job, was fired, got another one, got fired. I'm a daydreamer. Yeah. I am a notorious daydreamer yeah. and a hopeless romantic, and I can't focus on somebody's assignments. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was. Uh, she well, one day I came home from work, and, you know, was fired, <laughs> and my wife said, "Well, look, Mark, you're miserable. I don't mind if you're not making money, but you can't be miserable." Mm. So that was when I decided to go back to my children's books and pursue yeah. that. 
And when Night of the Moon Jellies, my first book, was published by Simon & Schuster in 
It's all one thing. Mm. I just don't divide things. Okay. I, I uh, sing when I'm painting, <laughs> and I paint when I'm singing. I, I was going to ask I, you about this later. I did, I did a lot, some of the paintings in this show I did while I was uh, acting on, in To Kill a Mockingbird mm -hmm. in April. Uh, I just, it's all art to me. Mm. It, I, this is my, painting is my bread and butter mm -hmm. because I make my money at that. Mm -hmm. But I, I will be in a play in 10 minutes if I get the call from a director again. <laughs> no, it's a, and I will, you know, put off the painting for a couple of days, but I got to paint. You got to paint. That's what I was going to get to. got to do it. It's in you. Yeah. It's in you. You have to come out. I always find the fascinating of these artists who have a career and they figure it out. Like, well, I'm going to do this and that'll be a career marker and then I'll do that. And yeah, be a career okay. Marker. Like, um, this is a good example of, because I don't think of that way. To yeah. me, to me, my life is more like I, I push dominoes, okay. and we'll see where they go. <laughs> or I go around and I light little firecrackers. We'll see. I don't know what it's going to do. <laughs> Let's see. I'll, I'll put a match on that thing. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Oh, so that's what it's doing. See, this is this. <laughs> it's that's how my career goes. That's okay. why I can't plan a damn thing. Okay, okay. So, for example, if somebody said to me, "Oh, Mark, you know what would be a good, a good idea? How about this?" Next year, it would be really good for you to win a nice big award in, uh, uh, down somewhere in California and get written up in the Southwest magazine for the award. So yeah. how can I structure my day yeah, yeah. so that I can have that happen? Okay, so that was that's the question. No, well, that's one way to go. Yeah. That ain't the way that's I do it. Instead, I was at uh, a convention of the plein air convention last uh, few months ago in San, in San Francisco okay. and I was out painting and the publisher of the magazine where we are is painting at this beautiful Napa Valley vineyard <laughs> and the publisher of the magazine walks up to me and says Shasha why don't you come to my party tonight I got a little party a little soiree in our room and I said to it's Eric Rhodes I said would love to the answer is yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. you getting this Laura I got it the answer is yes. Yeah. What room are you in? I didn't even know. Yeah. So we go back that night to the hotel and we go to the party. And Lisa Skelly, uh, who runs the Skelly Hughes Gallery in uh, Balboa, and, and Deborah Hughes, a dear friend of mine who I've been painting with at these yeah. paint outs, they walk up to me and say, Mark, you want to come to our Balboa paint out? Uh, we've got Randy Sexton and some other painters are going to be there. Want to come? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Okay. I don't even know when, when is it, yeah. you know, yeah, the answer is yes, I'll yeah, be there. Yeah. So I went out there and I painted about a month ago, I guess, and I won the first prize. Mm. Obermeyer uh, gave me the first prize in the little competition they had. Yeah. And as a result of the first prize, Southwest Mark Magazine right. was doing a little thing on me. <laughs> so... So you're so, not planning so the on answer is yet. Yeah. Like, like, uh, I've got to do this, I've got to win that, I've got to, you know. No. Prep for this and that, and no. further my career. It's just no, it just so sounds that like removed, fun. Yeah, it removes all the anxiety. There's no anxiety. Yeah, I see. I have no anxiety. I see. I love every day. I go out yeah. and I paint, and or I sing a song, and yeah. I absolutely know that that domino is going to lead to other ones, and, <laughs> so, it, and it's all a happy ending, mm. almost always. So it's a perfect day for you. Every day. <laughs> yeah. I don't plan any every of this. Day. Yeah. I do, I get invited to things and I just say yes, <laughs> and I go and I have a great time. I win an award maybe, maybe not. Maybe I make a little money, maybe not. 
Uh, it's okay because in the end, like this latest trip to Monhegan, I think yeah. I've been to 50 cities in a year. Yeah. That's one of the things that I've, but this latest trip to Monhegan was not a formal paint out. It was just me and some friends. Mm. You know, we had a great time on Monhegan. I always do. Mm. And what's the value of sitting around with your friends with a bottle of wine mm. and a good halibut? Priceless. You can't, you know, you can't, that's what I plan for. Mm. If I plan for anything. Mm. I want to get together with my friends, and uh, that's what I want to do. Love it. Okay, so I'm dropping things here. Um, could you describe for us your current work? I am. How would you uh, well, whatever. I can tell you what it's not. I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's start with that. It's not uh, wildly abstract, yeah. but I like a little abstraction. Uh -huh. I like play with abstraction. There's a lot of abstraction in my work. Mm -hmm. You look close. I like impressionism, so I try to do a little of that. Uh, I, I am trying to lighten and heighten my key mm. so that it's not... There was a, a day a few years ago I went into my gallery and I just looked at all, you know, all these paintings just look dark. Huh. I didn't like that. So yeah. I've gotten rid of all my umbers and I'm spending more time with my California friends painting <laughs> you know, color and sure. you know that kind of thing. So uh, the other thing is, uh, what is it? Okay, so I love the textures. I love the sand and sea. I love the coast. Mm -hmm. I, it's still in me from when I was a kid as I was describing those daydreams of walking in the tide pools and the, the mystery of the ocean and the magic. And yeah. It's still there. It's not a superficial love of the beach or something. It's mm -hmm. a deep Mm -hmm. connection to the way the light plays and the mystery of life in the sea and and the stories that and the romance that goes with the sea that's yeah. it's there the water is in almost all my paintings mm -hmm. i noticed that a few years ago mm -hmm. and uh i think that's kind of what's going on yeah yeah love it it's beautiful beautiful work so let's just throw in here this plug quick you are here at the todd benita gallery for the month of september correct for the month of September until October 15th, oh, October 15th. it's going to be a, uh, a wonderful show. I'm extremely proud of my work in this gallery. Mm -hmm. I've known Todd for a few years, and when he asked me, I said yes. <laughs> uh, That's a shocker. <laughs> see? <laughs> and I uh, was happy to be here, and I am here. Uh, gosh, it's, I love this gallery. I've been here a few times, yeah. and I love everything about it. So it's beautiful. The art is going to be beautifully lit. Mm. I just delivered it today. Yeah. I am so excited about it. It is amazing. It's got the, some of the best paintings I've ever done in this show. Yeah. Congratulations. Beautiful. You've got, we'll talk about other things coming up you've got, but um, could you talk a little bit about um, how your plein air work differs from your studio, your approach? Yeah, absolutely. When I was at the Rhode Island School of Design, I learned how to use photographs like all the great illustrators used to do. Yep. I mean, they still do for all I know, but the, the great illustrators, uh, Norman Rockwell, uh, Lion Decker, uh, Maxfield Parrish, they all had photographic references when mm. they did their work. They didn't have any problem with it. It wasn't frowned on. It was perfectly fine, and they did amazing things with it. Mm. So when I got out of the Rhode Island School of Design as an illustrator, mm -hmm. and it was my major, I uh, assumed I would just use photographs, as and I did. Mm -hmm. I used them to make my paintings, and I designed uh, my photographs so that they would invite people in like I had I, I love to compose a good picture 
So you're taking these yourself? Taking the photos okay. myself, and I'm going around and I'm looking for things to paint, okay. and then making a, making a good photo reference, and going back and uh, making, and I think of the paint as something that heightens it. It heightens the, uh, the intensity of the picture. Mm -hmm. It's not just a photo, it's something more. But it wasn't until, I think I went to Tree's place. That was the big thing for me. That was the big life-changing moment. Okay. It was a gallery down in Orleans. And I had a friend on the, at the time the internet was just like, people were on forums and stuff. And I was talking to a guy who knew art pretty well. And I, you know, we hit it off, we're chatting a lot. And he said, well, if you're ever in Cape Cod, and I said, go, I go there all the time. <laughs> You've got to go to Orleans to this gallery called Trees Place and check it out. You'd never see anything like it. And I kind of shrugged this kind of advice off. Hmm. Uh, this one area where I don't say yes is when people just throw advice at me. <laughs> uh, I am very discerning about that. I've been to a million galleries, but I thought it was raining and I was on near Orleans. I pulled in, I went in. Hmm. And my mind was blown. I couldn't believe that people my age or just a little older yeah. were making these incredible masterpieces. There was Don Demers. Wow. There was William uh, Davis. Yeah. There was Joseph McGurl. Yeah. There were these. Um, and the guy who ran it was a guy named Julian. And he came over to me and we were chatting. And he pointed out, and I forgot which artist it was, but it was I was admiring somebody's painting. And he says, you know, this is the last one that's left. We just had a big show and they sold them all. <laughs> and I saw the price on that painting and I thought, okay, this is a real job. This is a real thing I could do. I almost said job. Okay. It's not. But this is something I could, I can pursue this passion and yeah. I can pay my way. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. Of course, that was when I thought I could just do that. Yeah. It, it, it has been, it was immediately a learning curve. Yeah. Like, holy crap, this is hard. <laughs> and I, that, to answer your question finally, I got off of photographs and I started painting outdoors mm -hmm. because I started getting to know Don Demers mm -hmm. and William Davis and Joe. And uh, they all were doing the same thing. You go out and paint. Yeah. And that's where you get the color. That's how you get it right. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get it accurately. But you also have to learn how to paint fast because... Mm -hmm. The sun moves. Mm -hmm. and what size are you going to start with? Oh my God! Was I that, hate, was that a shock? I hate looking back <laughs> at how much I had to learn. I mean, now I know that when I go out and I'm going to do a painting and do it in about an hour, yeah. I know I'm going to either nail it or not. Okay. But after an hour, I got to give it up. I really? either, I'm either getting it or I'm not. At okay. That point. Gotcha. And giving it up means starting a new one, wiping it. What would you wipe do? it off? Yeah. If it's a piece of crap, mm -hmm. don't hang on. Yeah. It. Learn your lesson. Sometimes I'll take a photo to learn the lesson. To remember, study the lesson. You know, like it's a, as memorial to the painting that's got to go. Yes. You know, and you know, and here's yeah. a you know, drink yeah. to the one that didn't make yeah, right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> the one you said no to. I'm always afraid the art police are going to sneak up behind me. <laughs> Wait a minute! You don't use Prussian in the sky. Prussian blue. What are you thinking? Oh gosh, I love it. So, yeah. so that was a that was a bit of a curve, yeah. but so so then when you so you're outside you're doing these studies yes and they're fast and they're they're beautiful though mm. well thanks you sell those I do yeah I'm sure they're well, on your website all of them. and then do you ever take a bit I mean I saw something on your Instagram I mm -hmm. think you had done some thumbnail sketches and yes. maybe a few right in, I do I do a thumbnail sketch before I do a painting outdoors. Mm -hmm. If I do a painting outdoors and I really like how it came out, I can I'll study it to see if it can scale up. 
I see. And usually I have to alter something, but I have to, I don't even know. This is the mysterious part of it. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. When I look at a painting, I think, oh, I got to do a bigger one of that. Okay. It is a magic something. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it or I don't. Yeah. Usually, maybe it's because I want to walk into it. Like you can walk into yes, this. Yeah. And maybe what I want to do is make it big enough so I can walk into it. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Or maybe I'm still trying to save Kathy from dinosaurs. <laughs> and, I've got, <laughs> and I just, you know, I've got to just daydream into it. There you go. I don't mm. know. And how long does something like this take? This large. Well, this you're looking at a 30 by 40 uh, painting of uh, Shenick and Tackett. Uh, uh, pond in Martha's Vineyard. Mm. I did a small study of that. Uh, that took an hour, but yeah. then the big version, mm. I guess I was whacking at that one for about uh, three or four months on and off, yeah. trying to get it right. Yeah. I, I just set it up and I study it. Mm. I have a little mirror in my studio and okay. I study it backwards and yeah. I light it funny and I, do, I move the painting around so I see it in different light yeah. and I just turn on some podcast or some music and I study um, the painting. Yeah. Sometimes I'll pick up my guitar and I'll play a song and mm -hmm. anything to get my mind kind of in a different place. Sometimes I'll read poetry or I'll write poetry right. and I'll, it puts my mind in a different place where I'm more receptive to whatever's going on in the painting. Okay. And then I see it fresh. Hmm. I nice. walk away sometimes, you know, but that's also how I make duds. Duds yeah. all made the same way. <laughs> So, I, so oh. I don't know whether there's any. Well, thanks, thanks for that honesty. Gosh, you know, people like me look at look at your work and think, oh my God, it's just amazing. And, mm. you know, how do you get there? And Well, for every note that hit, you hit, there's yeah. a lot of notes you yeah. didn't hit. So I know yeah. that from music and acting. <laughs> yeah. So um, can you talk a little bit about your tools, supplies, supports? What do you use? Your oh, God, materials? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. All right. So I used to use canvas, just stretched canvas, and I realized that that catches the wind uh, <laughs> uh -huh. a little too much. And I also used to use a French easel. I don't use that anymore because okay. I found out that that's just a pain to work with because there's so many screws and bolts and nonsense. <laughs> but in recent years, the plein air movement has really taken off, and there's a lot of wonderful tools that you can use that make it easier to do. Uh, uh, my buddy Joshua Bean does a wonderful easel called the Day Tripper, which oh, I use right, yeah. quite a bit. And uh, another uh, painting uh, tool. I love the Mbox easel. Uh, it's open box. Open box, okay. The open box easel is, is nice. I use a little 9 by 12 of that. My panels are either Raymar or Centurion or SourceTech. I love those panels. Okay. Uh, they're all good. I have friends who make their own panels. Mm -hmm. I want to start doing that sometimes, trying yeah. that out a little bit. But mm -hmm. uh, it's all about time saving for me, and it's really easy to just you know buy the buy the oil primed already. Oil primed is, is ideal for me. Mm -hmm. um, paints, I love Michael Harding paints, but full disclosure, he's a good friend of mine, and he um, I, I we've had some fun times exploring paint. He's taught me a lot about paint. But I, I must also say that they are the best paints I've ever used. Okay. And so with the disclaimer and everything else, it's mm -hmm. still, I, there are some colors that I like to use Rembrandt sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Michael, forgive me for that. Uh, it's not because Michael doesn't make good paint. It's just that I can't, I don't always have Michael's paints in my bag. In my bag. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So if I'm out at the store, I'll, my go-to is like Williamsburg or Rembrandt if I don't have Michaels. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, let's see. Let's move on to your teaching. Mm -hmm. You do a lot, a little? I did a lot of teaching in those days. I won an award for my teaching. I won the uh, Shining Star Award given by the uh, Children's Museum of Southeastern Connecticut. Um for my work with children. I, wow. I loved it. I, I believe very much that children do, they get a short stick on this whole business of our art education. They're not getting art education properly in yeah. enough schools. So I would bring that in and in one day I would bring them uh, in, a, in a one hour period, I would take a group of kids and get them up to speed on perspective, wow. any age. First, second, third grade, didn't matter. I could get them up Amazing. to speed. I would uh, sing to them, and in my songs always had some message, usually science. I'm very big on the Enlightenment. I, I can't believe we don't have enough talk about the Renaissance or the Enlightenment. So or, you wrote these songs? Yes. And are they available? Oh, no, I didn't record them. I have, If I had my guitar, I might sing you one. Really one is about... Should. I, it's just I'm so busy. Oh, my I, God, I'm running around. I... I, yeah. I when one thing ends, I've got two other things I've already said yes to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do intend to. Rec there are some recording. I can send you a link. Yeah. To some. I'd love you, to uh, put it on the website. Uh, the little blue boat. I used to sing to kids, but uh, I also wrote because I used to be a lifeguard, and I okay. was one of the few jobs I wasn't fired from. Um, <laughs> I did that pretty well, but I used to uh, write songs about my days at the beach, being a lifeguard mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I'm sorry, I digressed. No, we were talking song. about your teaching. So yeah, my teaching. There. So I love, I, I, this is interesting. I've been going to these uh, artists, uh, these residencies, mm -hmm. and I was invited to the Forgotten Coast mm -hmm. to do a residency, an art, art residency. They had asked me to do, it, it just, for people who don't know, the, the Forgotten Coast is a, is a little piece of the Florida panhandle where a little town of Apalachicola is, and East Point and uh, Mexico Beach, which got, which got battered in a recent yeah, uh, sure. hurricane. Um, but I was invited to go down there because the organizers knew that I was a writer and illustrator, and they thought, and they knew I was also a painter. So they thought maybe I could uh, come down and come up with a program okay. and make a presentation about uh, how the way art and literature go together. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited about this, but I didn't know what the, to do with it. I just said, yes. <laughs> and I got into it like, okay, yes, I'll what do it. What did your wife say to all this yes, yes? Well, I'll tell you sometime. <laughs> we, she, so you, you can ask her. You'll see her on Friday. Oh, good. Okay. She'll be very happy. She, yeah. she is the beneficiary of all this. Yeah. She loves it. So, yeah. you know, I am not a negative guy. Yeah. So the thing is, is that I said yes to this thing. I go down there and I realize... I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got to, how does, how does writing and, and all this go? And it ended up being so exciting. I wrote a, a program called Art Up, you know, like satellite. I saw that. Art Up is a, my thing. Yeah. This is what I do. It's a presentation. It's about an hour and a half long. And I uh, talk about how art influences our lives in mm -hmm. unexpected ways and how art influences other arts. So this is my life. Mm -hmm. This is about how one song could be influenced like um, Starry Starry Night good example here's a song written by Don McLean well what was his inspiration Starry Starry Night which is a painting right. by Vincent Van Gogh well what did it, what influenced 
Van Van Gogh to paint. Well, he saw uh, Monet painting one day with these tubes of paint. Hmm. Well, what influenced Monet to paint outdoors? Right. Some industrial designer came up with an idea about putting paint tube paint in tubes. Right. So it's all design. It's all somebody's thinking. Somebody's invention, somebody, and that moves on to other things. Yeah. And that flow is how our culture is built. Mm -hmm. And it all flowers and blossoms because we're free to do those things. Right. And it is in the freedom that we get that. Well, yeah. what's the heart of that? And where did that come from? Mm -hmm. So then you get it, you can't help but get into the Renaissance and in the Enlightenment right. and talk about our. our what makes the United States so great? What makes yeah. our laws so great? Yeah. Do you still do any freedom. of this? You still Absolutely. do? Absolutely. That I'm doing. Okay. The, the only thing that's held me back with that is that I've been invited to a couple of things and I couldn't say yes to those. It okay. was, um, it's just too much. I've got so yeah. much on my plate. I've yeah. been to so many, I've said yes to these other paint outs and I'm going to be, so I've done it four or five times mm. and I'm going to be doing art up again when I go to the Forgotten Coast in February. We're going to be doing. We're going to add another angle to it. There, we're going to add creativity and talk about mm -hmm. what is creativity. Oh, nice. So this is part of the art artist residency that I'm going to do in Apalachicola. Love it. Yeah, and it's great too because getting to the teaching. Most of the people who are hearing me at mm -hmm. these things mm -hmm. are experiencing it. They're teachers themselves. They're sometimes kids are there, yeah. but they're teachers and they they want to get this sort of thread in their own head. That has this all come together and I do it it is multimedia mm -hmm. I mean I'm drawing for them I'm showing them how perspective works I'm doing and we bring math into that mm -hmm. and then we talk about Leonardo da Vinci and his some of his inventions oh, and it bl blossoms into uh, yeah. all different kinds and music I sing I bring my guitar this is amazing yep you gotta put good. this all together on a oh that's what i'm doing youtube channel or something. i don't know what It'd to be do. amazing people are videotaping it when i do it yeah. i guess they upload them somewhere yeah <laughs> You've not i mean i don't know i'm not in charge of my wikipedia page <laughs> i don't know what people are doing with youtube stuff i, I know that they've been uploading stuff about my books and things so mm -hmm. yeah. nice so um you're doing a workshop here thursday for todd and what are you going to teach the adults? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your guitar. I have no idea. I just got all these paintings here that I was thinking about. You know, that's one of the reasons I want the students to come in. Mm -hmm. I want them to walk in and see my show first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when they see everything up and they, they're going to have questions right away. How did you do that? How did you do this? How did you do? So, I will take those questions and I'll, I'll formulate something from that and we'll go out and we'll paint and I'll do a demo and I'll show them how I do some of those things. Yeah. And then um, I'll walk around and I'll talk to them about the paintings that they're doing because we'll all paint together is mm -hmm. what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. I can see that happening. Mm -hmm. So, What is something that you, if there's one thing that you want every one of them to walk away with, what is it? Values. Uh, get your values straight, mm -hmm. uh, or at least you're not going to get your values straight. That's a lifelong endeavor. So but you, you're going to appreciate mm -hmm. that you can't paint light if you're not painting values. Mm -hmm. So the lights and the darks. Mm -hmm. The other thing is if I can, I've got to get this through everyone's head. You've got to have a consistent light source. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you, you will immediately become one of the best painters in the country if you do that mm -hmm. one thing. Uh, 
people who paint a lot of times, you know, they would start out at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, they love the way the light is on that tree. Two and a half hours, three hours yeah. later, they're still painting. Yeah. The light has moved. So now that tree's lit differently than this tree over mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. And it's all wild. And even worse than that is when you cannot tell what direction the light source is coming yeah. out. Yeah. And a lot of painters just don't pay enough attention to that one. You know, it's funny because I got into art myself after the kids left home and I couldn't figure out how to work a computer. And I went to the, to the you know, community college. One of the classes was drawing on the right side of the brain with uh -huh. Dr. Annette Cohen. Sure. The first thing she, she drilled and drilled and drilled, where's the light source? Where's mm -hmm. the light source? And since then, now that I'm into painting and I've been to, you know, some workshops, I don't always get that. And yeah. I, it, to me, I hear a net saying, where's that myself? So, but what would you do? You know, how do you teach them to deal with getting it done in an hour if they can't do it in an hour? No, well, let's be fair. The first thing I want to be is fair. Okay. I want to be honest. Okay. Very, very you know, brutally, bracingly honest about this. <laughs> I have been doing this for all my life. Yeah. And I still haven't got it. <laughs> so I don't expect to teach them something that they're going to walk away with and be able to do that yeah. I can't do. I mean, I, you know, it's like yeah. none of us can. It's a lifelong endeavor. It's a brutal, vicious, painful thing. Mm. Uh, I mean, I do these paintouts. Uh, we can talk about that if you want or not. But yeah. I've been invited to so many of them. I did Easton last year. And Easton is a great example of exactly the question you're asking me. Yeah. Easton is the mother of all paint-outs. I mean, holy crap. They've got 58 <laughs> painters from all around the world, and thousands of people come. They sell about $600,000 worth of art in one week. It's, wow. It is amazing to be a part of that. And I wanted, this is a typical thing of a paint-out. Every painter knows this. The day you arrive, it's like you want to get there a day ahead of time so uh, you can scout out uh, ideas on where to paint. Yeah. What am I going to paint in this place? I've never been here. What am I going to do? Right. And then you've got to feel like which of these places do I have a feeling about? Do right. I have a sense of? Right. You want to walk around. And that's all before the paint out starts. And then there's that first day where you're not competing really with anyone else. You're competing with yourself. Mm -hmm. You're trying to do the best painting you can do. Mm -hmm. You want something great out of this week. Be not because of a business choice, but because, holy crap, you got some of the best painters in the country right there, yeah. and they're going to be looking at your work on the wall, <laughs> and you damn well better look good. Yeah. It's a shameful feeling. So when that's the only time you feel a little anxiety. That's, well, oh, it's real. It is anxiety. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my God, what am I going to paint? But you already said yes. So you well, paint. here's the thing. Um, and this, I'm still on the cloud over this one because last year uh -huh. I was at Easton. Yeah. I started out one day and I, I saw these other artists doing these beautiful paintings of junk. Like there are some painters who just, they go I, to a dump. I know. Or they go to like a, they see trucks beaten <laughs> yeah, up. And yeah. It's like, um, and they do a wonderful job. I mean, I'm thinking of Lon Brower and some of these great painters who I love and they're wonderful. But I never use that subject. To me, the subject is sometimes secondary. I'm looking, but I thought I'd give it a try. I'm going to go over to the boatyard where they've got people working. Go, go to the blue collar stuff. They've got hammers and everybody's banging things. And there's piles of wood and junk. I'll go there. I'm going to make a great painting today. <laughs> so I went over to the East End Museum where they, or the shipyard, the ship museum. And I, God, walking around in every direction looked like crap. It's like, I don't want to paint this junk. 
I didn't want to paint any of it. Yeah. And uh, I went out to a pier and I looked back. Uh, I was looking out at the pier and I was looking at the vista. And this is another thing I don't say yes to. People say, oh, you've got to paint this vista. I hate vistas. They're hard to do because unless you get enough verticals going, uh -huh. it's really just a flat line across. Uh -huh. you got to think that through. Yeah. So I'm looking at the ocean or whatever, the Maryland uh, coastline there. It's, it's flat, nothing going on. I turn around and there was the lighthouse mm -hmm. and the bell tower and this skipjack. Mm -hmm. And the sun was coming. It was all backlit, so it was a contrajour against the day. Yeah. And the water was sparkling. And I got that tremor. <laughs> I got that little <laughs> trembling thing like, oh, my God. Because this is what I do. Yeah. I, this is what I live for yeah. is getting in that zone. Yeah. And I thought to myself, if I could paint that, this is going to be a great painting. Oh, yeah. my God, if I can do it, if I could only do it. Yeah. And I didn't know if I could, but I took that 14 by 18 out and I started slapping it. And the drama, I'm, I'm reliving it in my mind now. Yeah. It was so exciting as it came together. And when I walked out of there, I just felt like now I can rest for the rest of this week. I can just paint whatever yeah, else I, I want to paint because I've just done the one thing that got me the tremors. Wow. And I did it. And I felt like I nailed it. And you know what? It won the East it won the Easton's Artist Choice Award. I saw that on that was the one that won. So amazing. my fellow artists gave me a, a gift that yeah. you know. It's I yeah, very emotional about it. It was just so beautiful, yeah. um, and I thank them uh, every day. I'll never get off that cloud. Mm. There's nothing. That's the award that's going to mean the most to any artist. Right. It's the one that the other artists give you. Yeah. I mean, if it's one random artist who's walking around and judging a show, that's nice. Thank mm. you. Mm. But if you get a room full of artists and they choose your work, yeah. there is nothing better. Yeah. It's the best thing. That's a wonderful. So tell us about these paintouts. I saw one of your Instagram had a video of oh, all the tags. Yes, I've been to so many of these. I How love many? Them. I don't know. I, more than more than twenty five or yeah. so. I love them, and not every artist likes this. Uh, but what it is is uh, usually some town will like. I'll pick one. Say San Angelo, Texas. About five or six years ago, decided they wanted to do. The, the this paint out and every year they would have artists come and this is an annual event mm -hmm. and I was lucky enough to be at their either second or not their first one I don't think but I was at their second one I think and um, what it is is part of the proceeds go to help some local organization that's either doing education or mm -hmm. art art museum stuff and the rest you take home so mm -hmm. you're you live you leave half the proceeds with them. Mm -hmm. And they do all the rest. The organizers figure out where you might want to paint. They don't tell you where to paint. They mm -hmm. suggest some things. Because right. uh, you don't know the area, right? I've never been to Texas, that part of Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's absolutely, uh, either you love it or you hate it. At the end of the week, uh, most of us artists, we love it. They mm -hmm. treat you like a rock star. Mm -hmm. uh, they feed you. They give you a wonderful party at the end where they bring in uh, collectors to buy the work yeah. some awards are given and if you're lucky and you win one that helps to defray the cost of going there because mm -hmm. they do put you up at a host at a home uh, while you're there but you have to get there yeah. so and you got to bring your own equipment right. and you can't paint till you get there 
Yeah. You can't do anything beforehand. They don't want that. Ah. So these paint outs, usually the very first day, they uh, you bring in all your panels that you think you might use, and mm -hmm. they stamp the backs. Mm -hmm. And that's how they keep you all in the honor system. Mm -hmm. Nice. And yeah. do you try to do what you said before to get there a little bit early? Yep. I try. Mm -hmm. Once in a while, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do think the work suffers if you don't feel anything. You have to feel yeah. for the place you're painting or the thing you're painting, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, so two things. Mm -hmm. um, I can see that painting, especially plein air, could be a bit of a theatrical performance for you. Oh, it's, right? all, it's all theater. <laughs> It's all so, it's all expression, <laughs> isn't that what art is? Though I mean, it's yeah. all expression. Yeah. We can we put these labels on it like, well, this is painting, this is theater, this is a yeah. stage. Yeah. But I feel it in my it's coursing through me all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, well, okay, well, how would I do a portrait? Yeah, uh, yeah, as I'm talking to you, and I'm, you know, you know, it might something in your hair might remind me of a poem, or something behind you might remind me of a, another place I've been. Yeah. So there's architecture; mm -hmm. it's all there. It's you know, and the echo in the room is reminding me that I could sing a song now. <laughs> so I wish you'd brought your guitar. Well, no, I won't do it. Uh, <laughs> almost, almost got you. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I digressed. You asked me a very good question. I forgot. Yeah, just I was just stating that I think it's a mm -hmm. it relates to that theatrical side of you that is all kind yeah, of. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, when I was when I was um, Atticus Finch, that's my most recent performance mm -hmm. uh, in To Kill a Mockingbird in Gloucester. Mm -hmm. It was so exhilarating mm -hmm. it's so much in that zone you know that tremor i was talking about when yeah. you look back and you see the painting and if only i could do this yeah. i feel that every night i go out on stage nice. i just about i'm like if i can pull this off oh my god it's going to be so awesome and uh i love that thrill i mm -hmm. live for that i'm addicted to that right. uh, that getting in that zone means a lot to me mm -hmm. and when i was doing the monologue and i was uh going through that Atticus, that brilliant monologue that was written for that play, yeah. I was a different person. Right. And it was that electric uh, thing of creation. Yeah. You're creating a character out of nothing right in front of everybody's face. Uh. I've done that a few other times in some mm -hmm. shows where I was in 12 Angry Men and I played juror number one. Mm -hmm. and in that production, the audience was literally four feet away from us. We had them in a little room yeah. and they sat in chairs and that was an acting yeah. magic because you are pretending they're not there yeah. while they're right in front of your face. You can feel their breath. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And another show I did was when I was Willy Wonka, I sang, I don't know, seven or eight songs in that show. Mm. And uh, I remember Every time I sang that, pure imagination, <laughs> you could hear, I felt like they, everybody was ready for it, mm -hmm. and they knew mm -hmm. I was going to sing it, and they were so eager to soak it up. Yeah. It was that back and forth thing. Right. And I love connecting with people. Yeah. I love it. It's just yeah. part of the fluidity of this art thing. Right. And I think that's, what it, that's why I don't have a career. I don't have one. I'm just doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm still protecting Kathy from dinosaurs. <laughs> Don't ever stop. That's all I got to say. Yeah. What's your funniest story? Funniest or strangest. I mean, I, I've seen some pictures you paint in tux occasionally. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I do you paint must in some a tuxedo. There. I do paint in a tuxedo sometimes. I paint in suits. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I have a friend who, uh, who she wears uh, uh, evening wear, and I wear my evening wear. We, go, <laughs> we paint. We paint together, and uh, it's funny because people pull over and bring me donuts and coffee. And, <laughs> And if it's after five o'clock, they, the they invite me to their house <laughs> oh, for, for a glass of wine. It. it works every time. It's I fun. Uh, and I end up with these wonderful conversations. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, doing it, something different and unexpected. I like surprises. Mm-hmm. I love a good surprise. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of the most amazing things have happened on these panels. Um, things that would never happen anywhere else. Uh, I mean, all my professional life, whatever that is, is, you know, you, you get to read about great painters that are out there. You read, you watch their work, you look at them, you see, you want to talk to them. You, you could go on and on if you only could sit with them. Yeah. And now these paint outs, this is happening every, all the time. Right. I go out and we all paint together and these are famous painters, that almost all of them. They're well known, mm-hmm. you know, and I love them. Amy Erickson and Jason Sacron and John Lasseter to name a few, but there's so many, too many to name to Thomas Kitts. And we, um, yeah, oh my God, and Mark Feldman and Deborah Hughes. And we, it's like a reunion and we all get together. And uh, at the end of the day, if we're lucky, we're all together. We'll get a beer someplace and we talk painting. Yeah. We talk about paint. Well, you know, what was your trouble today with Thalo Blue? Oh my God, it's all over me. You know, how will I get it out of my so-and-so? And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I'm shocked. You love it. What would you be your greatest technique tip? Can you share one? Um, uh, technique, um, don't use Prussian blue in the sky. <laughs> I mean, use cerulean uh, or sev blue, sever blue, mm-hmm. something like that. That's the quickest, fastest thing that came to my head. Yeah. But, you know, another thing might be learn to draw. Keep doing the sketchbook because Mm -hmm. if you can't draw, that's going to be your Achilles heel if you want to keep going with this stuff. There are artists out there who are doing just fine. They don't know how to draw. They paint pretty Mm -hmm. really well or they Mm -hmm. connect uh, on some color level or they do abstract and that's fine. And they're doing well and I applaud them. I love them. Good. No problem. But if if you're running into trouble and that's... Mm -hmm. I think abstraction is a wonderful way to paint. It's just very, very hard to do. I think it's rare that you can find an abstract painter who can do it well. Mm. Uh, people think abstract is a good way to go if they don't know how to draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, uh, I discourage that. Mm. You're not going to, that's, abstract work is extremely difficult. It's, I think it's more difficult than what I do. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to do it well. I, I my sister-in-law, who loves art, and uh, we we just laugh about so many things. But one day she told me she loved Rothko, yeah. and I kind of this was years ago. I just looked at her like Rothko, and there's nothing there. It's just how, how hard is that? There's nothing to do. This was back when I was naive and didn't really understand things. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of still there in many ways, but uh, the I tried as a as kind of as a as a birthday present to her to make a Rothko for her. I was going to copy one. I was going to sign it, uh, Rothko by Mark Shasha, you know, something like that. Oh, and no. you know what? I worked on it for a week. Yeah. I couldn't do it. 
I could not re replicate what Rothko was doing. I couldn't do it, and I really began to understand right. that you know you don't have to love Rothko to deeply understand that there's magic uh, there, and that it's not something. I don't take abstraction lightly. Right. I I don't even look at Jackson Pollock and shrug it off. Mm -hmm. I mean, painters have different ways of doing things. Um, somebody once asked Jack Jackson Pollock, "Well, why don't you just paint nature?" And he barked back, "I am nature." Mm -hmm. And when you look at a Jackson Pollock, mm -hmm. you see he's doing something. Mm -hmm. He's he we are nature. Yeah. So why not just let nature take its course as it will? You know do whatever your hands want to do and throw the paint however you want to do it because you are an expression of nature. Why does it have to paint it? You know, that that's the level of uh, where you can go when you really get into this stuff. Yeah. I think abstractions really, some of Jackson Pollock's paintings are absolutely amazing to me. Mm -hmm. But I understand that, you know, they kind of come about by accident sometimes. Mm. You know, he doesn't plan some of that. Maybe he does. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> How little do I know? Mm -hmm. So much. And it is true. The older we get, right? Mm -hmm. um, what's your best advice for those who are trying to make a career? A career. They're, I know because you didn't. I don't have, a, <laughs> I don't have a career. No help. I don't have a career. Well, just I'll say try, yes to everything. You know, I'll just try to help. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Say yes to everything. Say yes to everything. Say yes to your heart. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you want to paint, uh, in watercolor, and everyone's telling you, well, yeah, but you can't make money at it, uh, that's your cue to do it. Mm -hmm. When people tell you you can't do it, uh, you're getting a little, you should get a little bit of a sense that, well, not only can I do it, but maybe I better do it. Yeah. I better show you that I can. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, if you, this is interesting too, I think a lot of people ask, uh, well, you know, they notice that I did never, I never advise people mm. to pursue art. Okay. My feeling is, like, even when I'm doing my teaching and I get a little kid, and they say, oh, I wish I could draw. I say, well, keep at it, mm -hmm. follow your heart, mm -hmm. do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But I never tell them to pursue art because if you need somebody to tell you to do this difficult, maddeningly, sometimes unsatisfying business, yeah. then don't do it. Don't do it. Do, if you need someone to encourage you, then do not do this. Yeah. It's extremely painful if you don't feel love in your heart for it. Right. And the love has to be everything about it. You've mm -hmm. got to be willing to, I mean, I was always a kid that didn't want to go eat, eat outside. I couldn't stand going to picnics. <laughs> I mean, okay. you know, give me a hamburger or a hot dog. I'll eat inside, and then I'll go out and play. I love being outside. Okay. I don't want to eat outside because there's bugs. Yeah. And they, they, you know, the hornets come to your sandwich, or you know, <laughs> it's a nuisance. And I just want to eat indoors, peace. eat in peace, go out and play. Okay. So I was the guy that didn't like to. And now I'm out there with the bugs yeah. and ticks. One big piece of advice: please use DEET. Yeah. Um, I've tried without the DEET, and you're not going to be maybe satisfied and it is extremely dangerous to get a tick bite. Um, True. I spend a lot of time at Martha's Vineyard in Cape Cod and you can see those little bastards mm -hmm. and uh, don't let them bite you. Mm -hmm. So wear spray deep all over your pants, your shoes yeah. and uh, take every precaution and you'll be okay. But you know, all of life is a wager. Mm. Uh, I didn't think that Outdoor painting would be dangerous, but it actually is with the Lyme disease out there.
few hazards. Um, so you've got some great upcoming shows. Mm -hmm. The Maritime Museum in yeah. London, Connecticut. I've got a solo show at the Maritime Museum next next year. And yeah. I've got a solo show. Actually, I'm going to have one at the Guild of Boston Artists where right. I'm a member. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. Mm -hmm. How do you prep for these things? That's That, that seems... Well, so first of all, it starts when I say yes. <laughs> and I, I do that. And then I, I start... <laughs> I just start worrying what is going to really be worthy yeah. because I don't want to put anything on a wall that's not worthy. I don't sign paintings if I don't think they're worthy. Yeah. I, and I, I don't know the answer, but I like the mystery. I like that. I, I like the problem. How am I going to solve this problem? I got to paint uh, 20 mm. paintings for the museum next year. How yeah. will I, or, or I have to bring, I just, I just want to make sure when people come in, they're happy. It's that back to that theater thing. Right. I right. want, it is a performance. You, what are you trying to, to have your viewers feel or see or uh, Love. I want them to see the love in my work, that mm -hmm. I love that I loved doing it, mm -hmm. that I love doing it, that I um, love that they are taking a moment to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, I respect their time. Mm -hmm. I want them to know that I, I value their time. I don't want to invite them for their money. Yeah. I don't do that ever. I invite people because I want, I know people who love art and I invite them. I don't care whether they have money or not. Yeah. I want them to see my work. Yeah. And uh, that's actually the, the reason I do these shows. I mm -hmm. want to show the work. That's why sometimes I'll sell a painting, a really good one, and I'll be bummed. Because yeah. that means no one else is going to see it. It's going to leave the gallery and it'll yeah. never be seen again. Yeah. And actually, uh, I'm sitting in front of one that I priced it kind of high early on because, because not only do I know that I can't probably always knock off something like this. This yeah. is a real yeah. showpiece for me, it but it's also something that I want other people to see it mm -hmm. and no amount of money. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to taste it's that. I want to price that one so that if people want it, go ahead and take it. It's mm -hmm. yours. There's a price tag on it, but I don't want to part with it. Mm -hmm. I want that for other shows. I want people to see that's, that's what I can do. Yeah. And there, there are some artists who scold me about that and rightly so I deserve a scolding. I mean, there, they would say, Mark, just paint another one. Just keep painting. And you know, that's part of the price of the work you do. You've got to part with it. You've got to sell it. Get rid well, of it. Well, what about, have you ever just thought of, creating some that is just your collection to be in a museum. Yeah, but then there's still a price. You know, mm. the price is always on it. I remember somebody said, well, it, it's not for sale. You know, just put not for sale. And I looked at them and I thought, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the truth. Mm. I care about the truth. Yeah. I care about the honest answer. And the honest answer is everything. All the paintings are for sale. Mm -hmm. It's just that some of them have a higher price. Mm -hmm. That's all. Nice. Well, this has been a great interview. Anything else you want to share? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's how it um, But I can't think of what it is. Oh. I, just, <laughs> I just said you, you fell into my trap. That's right. I, I fell right into <laughs> The answer is always going to be yes. So, God. sorry. Just having um, a bit of fun there. Well, you can be found at Wikipedia, markshasha.com. Mark underscore Shasha dot underscore arts on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Any, anywhere else? Uh, well, you can find my work on Amazon. Uh, Night of the Moon Jellies is available yeah. there. The Hall of Beasts, the okay. second book I did. And uh, 
I uh, am in many galleries, yes. so check out. Uh, I'm in now. I'm in the St. George Gallery in Utah. Uh, I'm in a gallery there called the Mission Gallery, and I'm also in Balboa at the Hughes Skelly Gallery in California, mm -hmm. and in uh, Easton, Maryland at the Trip Gallery. Mm. And uh, I would be in more galleries, but I only got so much time. I have all these shows coming up, and I can't spare much. Wow. So. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, good grief. The pleasure this is mine. Anytime. This has been wonderful. So we'll keep watching you on Instagram and all okay. your fun stuff. And wonderful. This, this will come out after the show Friday, but I am looking forward to it. Yeah. And we're, uh, am I going to sing a song later? Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> See you I'll later. catch that. Bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.